This episode of No Hacks Marketing Podcast is brought to you by PerfBud, your web performance buddy. You know how important it is to have an optimized website? No matter what your role is, you could be an SEO expert, CRO practitioner, content marketer, business owner. You can't win if your users are being punished every time they try to load a page. So head over to perfbud.com, that's P-R-F-B-U-D.com and find out how you can make your website so fast, Vin Diesel will want to have a word. Perfbud, everyone deserves a fast website. On to the episode. You're listening to the No Hacks Marketing Podcast. Each week, we take a deep dive into online marketing topics covering search, content, CRO, social, and performance optimization to help you level up your marketing. No hacks, no shortcuts, only long-term success. Here are your hosts, Slobodan Manic and Catherine Kambau. Welcome to a brand new episode of No Hacks Marketing Podcast. And we are all about website optimization here, and you cannot optimize what you don't measure. For most people, the default way to measure is Google Analytics. And there's been some news in that space. The beloved UA or Universal Analytics will be going away, about to be replaced by GA4. So if you are one of the millions of people who will be affected by this, stick around. This episode is for you because my guest today will tell you all you need to know about GA4 and the transition from UA to GA4. Web analytics education legend Julian Juniman, founder and chief instructor of Measure School, is joining me today. Julian, I'm proud to say this. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. So before we start talking about GA4 and details and all that, how do you personally feel about this change? Well, I think it's an opportunity, first of all. So obviously, change is always hard. If you have a new technology, we all need to always get used to new technologies all the time. But this is a very sudden change. So it feels for a lot of people a little bit uncomfortable. But in my industry, I think there are a lot of growing pains with the old analytics. And we kind of have other pressures from different other sides, like the privacy restrictions that are coming into play from the legislation side, but also from company side. And the consumer obviously also wants to have the privacy yeah, uh, defended. And right. yeah, Google Analytics has kind of one part that you can change is the technology itself. And Google Analytics has made strides forward on that one. And so I'm kind of looking forward to this change, although it will not be easy. I definitely agree with that. This is, this is a complete mindset shift. They're basically take, taking away a toy that people are used to, like an easy to use, simple interface that people are comfortable with and replacing it with this new thing that no one really knows enough about that that's how i feel at the moment so yeah. tell me about before we dive in tell me about measure school and, and a bit of your background how did you end up in in web analytics world yeah so i started out my career in digital marketing i helped to build a few startups here in germany and then i at some point went out on my own and wanted to tackle a field that i was always interested in which was web analytics at that time nowadays you would call it more digital analytics or tracking and I went out on my own and started helping others to install and or set up Google Analytics, but also get value from the tool, actually. The, the thing that I then realized was it's really, really hard to get value from data that you don't really have acquired yet because tools always need to have customization. So kind of specialized in that field of helping people to install Google Analytics and utilizing all the customizations that, that there were, especially when Google Tag Manager came out, 
I was at that point, I was, I was really happy that this tool existed because we as marketers, as maybe normal people can obviously influence a tool and customize it. And at some point I started teaching that and that became my full-time occupation, my full-time passion, really started a YouTube channel courses around this. And nowadays we run measure school on YouTube, still the YouTube channel, as well as a website called measureschool.com, where we teach people, the data-driven way of digital marketing, as we call it, everything of what you would need to be tracking to build your digital marketing up to a level that is actually data-driven. That is awesome. And yes, all the links will be in the description to you listening to this podcast. Although if you heard of No Hacks Marketing, I'm sure you heard of, of Measure School already. Let me just throw that out there. One thing you mentioned in your website, you said data-driven. One thing, one phrase that caught my eye is data-drowned versus data-driven. I think that is extremely important as a person who is de-bloating websites. That, that's kind of my career outside of this podcast. I'm removing bloat from websites. And, and a lot of the bloat is because, hey, this script can capture some data for us. So can you tell me what data drowned is to people who may yeah. not be aware of it? Yeah, in the end, we always try to capture data that's meaningful to us, but then also turn it into something valuable. Now, a lot of the approaches out there in the last few years oftentimes were such as, hey, I want to get as much data as possible into my platform. And that is a new tool comes out and you look at this tool and you say, wow, this can give me this data now. And I have now heat maps and I have all of these different uh, data sources. Now, am I data driven now? Well, not exactly, because you need to still turn it into something valuable for yourself and make decisions upon your data. And that's when you really want to be looking at what data do I don't I really need? What do I need in order to have meaningful data and then I can turn into something? So sometimes an analytics setup, a customization of an analytics setup involves cutting out a lot of that data crust and having that data available that you actually would need. So we always try to focus on First of all, knowing what are the questions that the client, that a user tries to answer with his analytics. So does this tool provide that? Can we maybe build it in in order to get that data? And then how can we make that into something meaningful? And only also stay focused while you're doing analysis, while you're diving into the tool, not getting distracted by the thousands of reports that are in the old universal analytics, for example, right. um, the new GA4 doesn't have that many reports uh, just yet. So yeah, we can also talk about a little bit um, when we when we think about UA going over to GA4, they have made some very conscious decisions of that they don't provide, for example, a very rigid structure anymore on how mm -hmm. to implement something, but a more flexible structure, more flexible data model. And you really need to think before you implement Google Analytics 4 and customize it. What do I actually want to track here? Uh, what are the metrics that I need to have in my system in order to make decisions later on. So it takes a little bit of more focus, a little bit more uh, intention while you are implementing rather than um, just setting up Google Analytics and it tracks it automatically for you. I think that is the biggest and, and probably the best change in GA4. It forces you to think before you start tracking. Like that, I mean, we're used to it being wrong with Universal Analytics because <laughs> just slapping that snippet Google Tag Manager directly on the site. And then I'm, like you said, I'm data-driven. Like, yeah, I know my page views. I know my, like, whatever. That, that's just not web analytics. Web analytics is something you can take action on and you can make decision based on 
but we, we, it will be a, a big mindset shift. That's the way I see it for, for a lot of people. Now, okay, we, we talked about universality is going away. Let, let's, let's get to the eulogy part. Like the announcement was made in March this year by Google. They said, I mean, it was, it was going to happen at some point because we knew it was going away. So July 1st, 2023, no more, no new hits in Universal Analytics. So people have, this will be out in May, 2022. There's a lot of time. Like there's 14 months to transition. So tell me, tell me about like, why are, why are they killing it in 2023? Why not let it run? Like what, is, what does it mean for websites who are currently using Universal Analytics? Yeah. So first of all, why are they killing it? I guess one thing is the developers that Google has, they want to concentrate and focus on, on one product. Mm-hmm. It obviously takes time to maintain an infrastructure that is quite old. And then this free model of always having data available for everybody going back 10 years, there has been a lot of crust over the years that you can um, accumulate there. So what they will do is, first of all, they will shut down the, yeah, the, the, the tracking process. So you won't be able to track new hits in there, but they're also going to shut down the interface at some point. So you won't be able to, a few months later, they say, won't be able to access your old data even anymore, right? So that is something um, that everybody needs to keep in mind. I think another way that you could look at this is the privacy changes that are going on in Europe and the world really. If Google has data on their servers that, that potentially would make them yeah, vulnerable in terms of the the privacy restrictions. They want to get rid of that data at some point. And so they will shut down this old interface and have that new kind of GA4, which is a little bit more privacy conscious and um, has some restrictions in it built in automatically. So nobody can make a mistake in that sense. So that that is probably one reason why they have pushed that forward over the last few years already, because a version of Google Analytics 4 was out already before 2020. So it was called App Plus Web. It was then changed over to uh, Google Analytics 4. And the unfortunate thing that Google did is calling it an update or you're upgrading from Universal right. Analytics to GA4. The first thing that we need to understand is that GA4 is a completely new tool. It's not something that you can just say, I'm going to have a new interface and still find my data that I had in Universal Analytics. It's a completely new tool with completely new metrics, completely new paradigm data model. And there's a lot to get used to. So if you would be saying, hey, I want to change over to another tool like an Adobe Analytics, for example, that would also um, require you to read the docs, to to go through tutorials, to find out the certain things. So right now, I would say the change for a lot of people will be to, first of all, set up Google Analytics 4. And you want to probably do it now because you want to get used to that new tool. At the same time, you want to start tracking data because as everybody knows, Google Analytics will only track forward. You cannot say, oh, please get me data from the last three years. Um, If you implement it now, at least for the next year, you will be able to do a year-on-year analysis, right? So what happened um, one year ago? And that is something you you probably want to already start setting up, but Universal Analytics is not yet gone, so you can still rely on that data and a lot of circumstances it still makes sense to rely on that data because at the same time, Google Analytics is quite new. It's not yet completely fully built out. Google is 
putting a lot of effort and energy into developing new features or making sure that there are at least comparable features available from UA to GA4. And then we'll hopefully see in this next year that we'll have a comparable tool to UA. Right now, it's, yeah, it, it, is, still, it is still something to get used to, I would, I would say no, it this way. And, and there is no way to export UA and import in GA4. Like That is not an option that's never going to happen, right? That is not an option. I don't know if Google is going to announce something at some point. Uh, who knows? Right now, if you have only if you're a, a GA360 customer, you will be able to get your raw data out uh, through BigQuery. That is obvious. Uh, that is a feature in GA4 that is now introduced right. in GA4, um, that you you can export your raw data. But for the old analytics, you won't be able to to export your data through BigQuery. You would be able to. Uh, use the reporting API and download it into a Google Sheet, for example, or also into BigQuery. But the format will be slightly different. And I don't know if everybody will be doing this. I think also there are some vendors out there that will be helping out at some right. point because it's a it's a need right now. Yeah. It, it is a need, but but for a lot of people and, and this go back this goes back to how UA was used by by most website owners. I'm not talking about web analysts like you start a website you hear about there's this web analytics tool, Google Analytics. Everyone's using it. I'm slapping it on my site. I don't even think about what it's tracking. Like I need a hammer. This is a toolbox. It has a hammer inside it. So I'm looking at my page views and sessions and I'm happy because I'm getting more traffic. This is how I would say more than half of web analytics properties are actually used. Like a massive overkill. Like it, yeah. It's just not necessary. And if GA4 gets people not to do that and not to track all the data and share it with Google, I think that is a great step in the right direction. Again, Google had its hand played by mostly European Union. I will say thank you, Germany, for leading the way there for a <laughs> better world. Well, well, I mean, you guys, I remember GDPR. That was like with German websites, that was a very, very serious issue. Like not everywhere, but in Germany, I, I remember that was a huge issue. It should have been, like, rightfully so. So the, the best way to start with the transition really is set up a GA4, run it in parallel with Universal yeah. Analytics for now. Just compare, see if the data matches, if you installed it properly. You'll, like you said, you'll have a year of data when, when Universal Analytics is dead. So let's, let, let's talk about some differences. Hmm. What are the different? You mentioned data model. It's kind of different yeah. with UA and GA4. What What are the main differences? Like, what are they changing other than the fact that this is more of a sandbox that you need to build yourself and just create the tracking for yourself? Yeah. W one caveat on this one, first of all. So I'm I'm saying um, you need to be more conscious of, of your tracking. At the same time, Google Analytics 4 has some features built in, like enhanced measurement, which mm -hmm. will automatically track certain things like a scroll or uh, outbound link click and so on. But going beyond that, you you kind of uh, need to in, in need to think a lot about your tracking itself. So the elephant in the room. I, I guess uh, there's a lot of elephants in the room, but there's there's a lot of different feature changes. So again, you need to think about it as a new tool that you're actually using. Yes, it's still a tracking code that you install on your website, but going from there, customizing certain things will will require a little little bit more thought. And the first thing that we need to talk about is the new data model that is out there. So Google Analytics, Universal Analytics, 
was mainly based on page views that you send in from the session out of it, uh, a user. So there are different tracking hits that you could send into Google Analytics, Universal Analytics. And that was based off the understanding that we are tracking a website here. Now, the big upgrade with GA4 is that it's a measurement system and a measurement model that is built on this new world of app tracking, but also web tracking so that you can combine data and that needs, you cannot call it a page view on a mobile app, for example. And that's why they came up with this concept or it, it's kind of something that other tools like a mixed panel have been doing for years, event tracking. So you would just have an event that you send in to the platform of GA4 and you can send different properties with this. So properties are descriptors of that event. So you could send, uh, and this is what Google Analytics does by default, uh, send a page view over to uh, GA4. And then a descriptor would be, for example, the page title or the URL and so on. Right. Now, so... It's mostly event, like everything is an event in GA4. That, that is one of the key differences, right? Yeah. And if you think about it, nothing, nothing too much changes if you're just tracking page views, right? But now the cool thing comes in when you have a website that is not standard, that is, you don't really care about page views. Let's think of a SaaS app, right? You don't really care about how many people viewed a, a project page or something. You want to know certain interactions, like how many projects were created or how many people were invited to the app or how many connections have you made depending on what the app actually does. So you come up with your own model of what is meaningful to you and you can now dynamically send that into the system, into GA4 and analyze it there. This was always very, very hard in UA to do as UA was always based on, hey, you have a website, you have a blog, okay, or you have an e-commerce store, we can take care of you. But anything outside of that scope was really hard to model inside of uh, GA4, uh, G Universal Analytics. So GA4 is completely uh, open and more flexible. But again, you need to think about what is actually meaningful data to me and how do I send that in? And you need to do it in a way that yeah, is correct in the end so you can actually analyze your data and have good data quality at the same time. So does that mean that there will be... I'm guessing probably more work for web analytics consultants, setting things up, developing the, the measurement plan and, and, and all that. Right. So in the first sphere of like just setting up Google Analytics, I think every website owner will still be able to, to do that themselves and they get enhanced measurements. So some stuff will be tracked automatically. So you have a really good base tracking, but anything above that, when you really start customizing and taking your analytics seriously, and this is like the key, as you, as you alluded to, a lot of people just want to have the base tracking and they use Google Analytics as a stats counter, right? Um, now with, yes. with uh, GA4, if you want to go beyond that and actually want to have value from your data, then you need to start thinking about this. And I think there is way, when you start getting more mature in your data um, usage, and that's when you probably want to get some help or um, want to get educated about this topic in order to, to do it correctly. I never heard anyone say stat counter, but that is exactly what I had here. I just didn't have a word for it. So it's a glorified stat counter for, I would say, 50% of properties on, on Universal Analytics based on what I've seen. Yeah. And, 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 and there's maybe a point that I can make is like privacy-wise, a lot of people are now looking at is Google illegal, Google Analytics for even better. And we are still sending data over to the US. So sometimes the, the easy answer is like, okay, are you using Google Analytics just as a stat counter? Maybe you should 
use another free tool that is also right. still a stat counter. You can see your page views because maybe you are not using your data to the fullest effect and maybe you shouldn't be putting so much energy and time and money into the tool. But if you are, then if you still want to utilize Google Analytics as something that you connect to AdWords, for example, and make, make awesome data happen, then maybe you want to be thinking analytics a little bit more seriously and um, customizing your implementation and then maybe a GA4 makes sense. I, I guess it does. Uh, I mean, anything that makes you think before you're using the tool for, for its, like you said, UA is, is just from 10 years ago. And, and the yeah. model is a 10-year-old model where everyone had a blog and maybe there was some store, like e-commerce store, and, and, and it just works for that. Everything else, custom funnels, custom, anything custom, other than dimensions and metrics, which are great, but they're not really that advanced and fancy. You can't do it UA. Like you have to really be creative or use something else or it just wasn't wasn't a, a tool for 2022. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Now, let, a lot of people listening to these podcasts are CRO people who usually work in e-commerce space. How does e-commerce tracking differ? Like, is it still possible? That's the first question in GA4. Yes, it is still possible. The enhanced e-commerce tracking in Universal Analytics was always like a standout feature. Unfortunately, uh, there are uh, this is transferred over to GA4, so we have some we have kind of the same metrics and data that we can put into GA4. Unfortunately, it's not yet at that point where we have all the data visible in the interface and be able to to query it. And there's there's also some features that the community is kind of pushing for. We'll see if they they get introduced. The thing is for e-commerce, I guess we we are able to look at our data from that perspective, but Google Analytics was always very good as an e-commerce tool. Now it's like it tries to to stay away from a specific business model and says, okay, we are an open tool. So it sometimes makes it a little bit unintuitive to query the data and actually see where did the user come from and did he convert and so on. So Google Analytics 4 is also probably a tool that Google wants to have as a hub. So you, it, it's a measurement tool. It, it, you send data in, but analyzing it, you might want to do outside. So they have mm -hmm. um, some really cool new um, features like BigQuery exports. So you can export your data to BigQuery and you can utilize this data warehouse solution from Google to analyze your data. You can obviously also uh, utilize Google Data Studio, which is a tool for UA, but also for, for Google Analytics 4. And that said, we, we may see that Google Analytics is still used by the web analysts to do quick analysis and look into data. But in terms of reporting, in terms of actually doing meaningful analysis, you might um, be using outside tools. So right. yeah, it might, it might be a little bit different from your workflow going from especially for e-commerce going from universal to to GA4. It definitely sounds like they're trying to sort of push away the basic users who just use it as a stat counter and why they're doing that maybe they just you know want to cut costs, want to have fewer users or maybe it, it's the privacy issues. Maybe they're, they're just they have this revolutionary new tool that will save them by killing the old tool. Like maybe maybe that's what it is. I I guess no one lawyers might know. Uh, anyway, the, 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 another thing I want to talk to you about is if you want to start planning your transition today, of course, signing up for a GA4 property, installing it, that, that's the first step. But how do, you, how do you really start 
using? Like, what's the setup process like? Yeah, so I would agree that you want to be setting up Google Analytics and Universal Analytics still in parallel. So you have Universal Analytics installed, um, installed for your client or for yourself, GA4. It will send data over to GA4 and to Universal Analytics. Now, the next part would then be to actually let data run in and see how this new interface actually looks. We need to get used to what data actually comes in. The thing that a lot of people are talking about are the data differences. So Google in GA4 got rid of some metrics. For example, the bounce rate doesn't exist anymore. And now we have engaged engagement time on that we can analyze, for example, which makes more sense. And the the question then is, okay, how can I actually compare this data? Well, you can't really, right? There's different data, there's different metrics, and the measurement also works a little bit different. So the processing of the data might be different. So you will see a lot of differences in your data, and you can't uh, just say, ah, okay, this, this kind of matches up, and we can go from there. It will be completely different data, but... The trend is your friend, we always say, right? We, we look at trends. We right. all know that universal analytics wasn't perfect. Uh, GA4 will also not be perfect. Web analytics or digital analytics uh, as a whole tracking is not perfect because we have different technologies, uh, ad blockers out there and so on. So once we, once we got over this fact, we need to start using the tool. And I think one thing that we can measure our, our proficiency in this, how often do we actually utilize Google Analytics for? It can be quite frustrating. There's some bugs there, but always when you, when you think about, hey, I need to look up for my client or for myself, um, how many visits did I have? Where did the users come from? How did this uh, campaign perform? Maybe try out to find that in uh, GA4 and open up the tool and get used to this. And then you will find that you you might find that this is actually more convenient. So for example, funnel analysis, you can build very uh, nice funnels now in GA4. That's not possible in, in UA. So building out a funnel in, in GA4 would be something that I would test everybody to do. And then at some point, you want to think about customizing your implementation and starting to actually send custom events into the system. So what is actually meaningful data to you? send it in and then analyze it in there as well. At this later stage, you want to go out and build reporting out of this, maybe outside of GA4. So you could go this way. And yeah, depending on your workflow, what you're actually doing for the client, integrate GA4 slowly into your workflow. It's not yet there in the terms of being able to do everything in GA4, but I think with time, we will see that there are new features introduced. We get more comfortable with it. And then we are ready for this change that will be coming in next year. July 1st, 2023. Yes, and, and like you said, it's not quite there yet. GA4, some features are missing, but that's not to say Universal Analytics is perfect right now. Like it, It's nowhere near. Like Google Analytics <laughs> 4, people complain it's not mature enough, it's not ready. I think it's better at this point than Universal Analytics. It's plain, plain and simple. In 2022, this is a better tracking tool. Like There's no way around it because just because it's familiar like universal analytics doesn't mean it's good for you it doesn't mean it's the best solution now is this a good time to consider choosing an alternative to google because they're forcing you to start using a new tool so there are a lot of tools out there mixpanel hubspot matomo or peewee pro like if you want to care about privacy is this a good time to actually strongly consider that whether you need a stat counter or a real analytics tool yeah, yeah. And and that, that's an interesting question. A lot of people are actually considering it. 
And I'm always a fan, yeah, engaging in data, right? As long as people like think about their data, then we are making a step forward. So is it a good time? I guess so. Yes, it is a good time to maybe look at it. The question that then comes up is like, okay, which tool can you recommend? Well, that totally depends on what you would be using it for and how you would be using that data and what your concerns maybe are with Google Analytics for. Now, just in terms of like what Google has going for it, and, and this is maybe something when you, when you compare other tools. So first of all, it's free, right? That's the biggest plus point that they can probably um, throw out there, right? It's free and it has very good connections to Google. So if you are using AdWords, if you're using Google Optimize, if you are somebody who likes to work uh, with the BigQuery connection, for example, uh, or Data Studio, it's also a free solution, right? then maybe you um, want to stick with Google because it provides you value. And that's also the important part. A tool will cost you something and um, you have switching costs and so on. But Google Analytics has certain features built in that you might not get in other tools. So if you're clear on, on that one and, and you don't want these features because you're not really using Google Ads and you don't really care about Data Studio being able to pull your data and you want to just use it as a stat counter, there are many other solutions out there. Once you go up market and you say, okay, we need to have something reliable that we can also build reports of and so on. A lot of tools are nowadays out there. If there are privacy concerns, you can look at privacy conscious tools that are on the market in, in Europe, for example. If you want to think about, hey, we don't really like the model of Google Analytics, there's um, certainly now the capability also to roll your own analytics infrastructure. This will require more maturity, more time, more, more energy and, and a team actually to, to pull that off. But the components now with AWS and the Google Cloud and many other data vendors like Snowplow out there, they actually have solutions that you can build that up yourself. And so also startups uh, that want to in invest into um, this don't have to use Google Analytics for. It is a solution and the market is getting narrower, right? We had, we had Google Analytics like kind of dominating this, the market, because it was a free solution and they gave us a lot of capabilities. But now I think as the... The, the market becomes more mature and we are actually using our data for something meaningful, it might make sense to look at different tools. I mean, it hurts my heart a little bit um, because we teach uh, mainly the Google tools, but at the same time, I'm always a fan of uh, engaging with the data. And if there's a tool out there that makes you engage more with the data, that makes you make more decisions with data, all the power to this tool, right? I, I wouldn't um, hold myself against it. If it works for you, then uh, please use that tool. I think that makes perfect sense. And it's really about starting with knowing what you want to track and knowing what you need a tool to do. Like you, you cannot choose a tool based on everyone's using it and based on it being free and expect that to be the perfect tool for you. I mean, th that's kind of the difference between buying off-the-rack clothes and tailor-made clothes. Like one is going to fit you better. There's no denying. It's going to cost more. Like There's going to be more effort in setting it up. But you can't just expect perfection from google analytics because it's not made for you it's made for everyone with google analytics 4 with the data model it's slightly different because you need to kind of customize it to your needs but we'll see where this goes i think it's a good thing i think this is definitely a good change because we don't need 70 percent of websites having this tracking script just slapped on them without anyone checking what's going on which is what do we have now pretty much with with, with ua 
Now, you mentioned, and just in conclusion, if you want to get ready for July 1st, 2023, it sounds like a lot of time it will fly by. I'm, I'm sure a lot of people will be panicked June 2023 when, when the change is about to roll out. The first thing you want to do, set up a Google Analytics for property. Just get used to the interface, get familiar with it, see how it compares to UA. And I can bet that in 2024, people will not remember what UA interface looked like. I can bet anything I have that this will happen if it wasn't for the old blog post that explained how to do stuff in UA <laughs> that will be around still. So in conclusion, to anyone who wants to learn about primarily Google products, they should go to measureschool.com. Can you tell me about Measure Masters? Like this is one of the products that you have and what is it? Yeah, uh, Measure Masters is our main product, our only really product. It's a membership where we have different marketers in there that want to learn this this data-driven way. And we mainly kind of specialize in educating a tracking specialist. So really helping them out to learn the art of tracking because it's an art of like, how do you actually customize a tool to the business itself? And then go through the steps of also um, analyzing that data. So making, creating insights from data that you have measured and then going uh, the step beyond to actually taking it into action, right? How do you get other people to, to take action? So that's that's like kind of the, the flow of a tracking, I call it tracking specialist, but some people would call it a digital analyst. So there are different terms out there. But if you are interested in data and if you want to learn this kind of model of how to go through and actually drive from data to action, then yeah, check out Measure Masters. Ladies and gentlemen, you heard the expert. Go to measureschool.com, check out Measure Masters. You, you will learn about Google Analytics, Google Tag Manager, a, 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 the whole suite, a suite of uh, Google products, everything you need to know. You can find out at measureschool.com. Julian, thank you. It has been a pleasure to talk to you about this topic that people will be scared about in a year. And to everyone listening to this episode, I hope you've learned a lot and I will talk to you next week. Thanks for listening to No Hacks Marketing. If you enjoyed this episode, we'd appreciate it if you can leave a rating on any of your favorite podcast platforms. Visit nohacksmarketing.com to subscribe.